Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm Logan Finney. One of the big headline bills during the last legislative session was setting up the Idaho Launch Program. And this week, the applications for that grant have opened. Joining me to discuss the Idaho Launch and all of the work that went into getting it up and running is Wendy Seacrest, Executive Director of the Workforce Development Council. Thanks for joining us, Wendy. Thanks for having me, Logan. I appreciate the opportunity. So as our listeners may recall, Idaho Launch is a grant program um, that is for Idaho high school students. Can you remind us the details of, of, all, of all that went into that? Sure, sure. So um, Idaho Launch um, is going to provide an opportunity for graduating high school seniors to access up to $8,000, um, 80% of tuition and fees for a post-secondary education of their choice. Um, we the, the types of programs that we have available are aligned to in-demand careers. And so it's everything from uh, commercial truck driving licenses, uh, cosmetology schools, to community college programs, to engineering and healthcare and, and other in-demand programs at uh, four-year institutions. So a lot of variety as to what's available. Um, the, one of the, the things that the council had to do was identify the list of in-demand careers. And uh, we, you know, used a very data-driven process. We, you know, looked at um, all of the occupations in Idaho and, and what we settled on was an, any occupation that has 50 or more annual openings um, would be considered in demand. And so that is about 240, uh, just over 240 occupations um, that are eligible. And then we match those up against the uh, programs that our institutions and private training providers are um, providing throughout the state. And that's what's available to students. Yeah, I uh, I printed out the list the other day, and it's quite the extensive list of what are considered in demand careers. Um, so can you tell me who exactly makes up the Workforce Development Council and how did how did this program come under your purview? Sure. So the Workforce Development Council um, is a, a small agency, sits under the executive office of the governor. The council itself is a 37 member body appointed by the governor. Um, so they act as is kind of the board. And then our council staff, um, we're at about 15 people right now. Um, the launch expansion has uh, required us to hire, which um, gives us uh, a, a good insight as to exactly what's going on, um, you know, with employers throughout the state and how challenging it is to, uh, you know, to find uh, employees. So um, the council um, has responsibilities uh, under a number of different things. We, we have some federal um, programs that we manage funds for. We have um, the Workforce Development Training Fund. So when an employer pays their unemployment insurance taxes, 3% of that goes into the Workforce Development Training Fund. And then we're able to invest in programs throughout the state to help make sure that we have a, a good, strong talent pipeline um, available for employers. Um, and then launch um, is a, a new program that uh, that came to the council and and actually Idaho launch has been around since November of 2020. We started the program recognizing that there was a gap in uh, short-term training programs that don't qualify for any financial aid, federal Pell grants, any types of you know student loans, other types of financial aid. And a lot of those jobs pay very, very well. And so, Looking at the resources that we had in the Workforce Development Training Fund, we said, well, what if we started a program that would help Idahoans access this short-term training and make them, you know, whether they're employed or unemployed, 
you know, be able to take that next step and, uh, and earn a better living. And so over the last two and a half years, almost three years since we started the program, we've been measuring the effectiveness of it and looking at the outcomes and, um, you know, watching people who enter training and look at what their wage growth has been. And, and the program has been incredibly successful. We've seen uh, wage growth, you know, in the neighborhood of 15000 a year, one year post-training. That's life-changing for an individual. Um, so we came into this, so you asked how, you know, the Workforce Development Council got uh, involved in launch. And, and, you know, the council is really responsible for working across education and all the state agencies that are engaged in workforce development and the private sector and the and the employer community. And, and so it was a natural fit for us to take and scale this program and make it available for um, graduating high school students. Um, so one of the, you know, to that point with graduating high school students, um, you know, our go on rates have, have been very low, you know, across the state. So right now we're, I, I think, 37, 38% last year, you know, it's traditionally been, you know, pre-pandemic in the, the low to mid forties. And, um, you know, we have to ask ourselves why, why, you know, why are over 50% of our kids not going on? You know, do they, is it that, it, is it, Funding is it is it money right? That's one of the things. Is it that the traditional you know college pathway that they don't feel prepared or ready for it, or it's just they don't feel that it's the right thing for them at that point in their life? And and so by providing them opportunities to choose any pathway to an in demand career, we're 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 hoping to see a, a significant closing of of that gap, and that you know our kids recognize that you know if they want to go and and you know become an electrician, a plumber, a um, truck driver. If they want to be a PhD engineer, if they want to be a you know a nurse or a doctor or whatever, that we're going to celebrate that success. We want we we need more of all of them, and so we're gonna we're gonna support them and we're gonna celebrate their success no matter which path they choose. All right, and so with this grant program. Um getting its legs under it under the Idaho launch brand that that previously existing training for adults is still available correct it is it is so we we still have and and intend to continue to you know fund the program through the the workforce development training fund and um so yes so right now we're trying not to confuse folks because idaholaunch.com is is where the uh the adult program is but through Next Steps Idaho, which is the college and career um, planning website that uh, the the state board and the Workforce Development Council sponsor, um, that's where we have all of the information for for students. So we're sending our high school kids to Next Steps, and uh, adults can still uh, get assistance through through the launch website. Very cool. And so this is kind of intended to be a parallel track to the traditional four-year college and university route, right? So someone who wanted to pursue a launch grant couldn't, for example, go through and get the Idaho Opportunity Scholarship that the Board of Education offers? So they can apply for both. Um, the way that we built the Scholarship Idaho is the website that um, it is doing the applications, accepting the applications, and it allows the student to go through and you know, indicate what they're planning to pursue, where they're, you know, which school they're intending to go to and, you know, other details. And then it lets them know if they're eligible for both. 
So they're able to apply for both. And then, you know, we know that kids' plans are going to change. And so, you know, the launch um, application window is open until April 15th. And so if they go in and, and, you know, they thought that they were going to go to the University of Idaho and pursue an engineering degree, you know, but they changed their mind and they're going to go to, you know, ISU and pursue an instrumentation technology associates degree, it's fine. They can change they can change their their pathway and then, you know, everyone will be looking and working with the um, financial aid offices to pull together their, their support package. So those applications open up this week, the first week of October, and you just said they're open through April. What sort of information does an interested student have to provide? Sure. So um, it's actually pretty easy. Um, you know, we need that we need to them to tell us where they're going to high school, um, you know, where they you know, when they intend to graduate, what their um, plans are. So, you know, that's probably the, the the feedback that we're getting, you know, from college and career advisors is, well, these kids don't always know where they're going to go. And that's okay. They don't have, you know, they, we need to tell them where or tell us where they're most likely to, to go. So, you know, again, back to if they want to, you know, change from one institution to another, you know, as long as it's a, it's still an eligible program, then we'll support them through that over the, the coming months before they graduate from high school. But, um, but really, that's, you know, they're, they're providing just that basic demographic information for us, they, you know, tell us what their plans are, um, and, you know, what career they plan to pursue. And that's, that's about it. I mean, launch does not require them to have a specific GPA, it, you know, it requires that they graduate from high school and that they complete a career pathway plan. And, and um, we've been working with the college and career advisors throughout the state to make sure that they know what's required of that career pathway plan. But one of the really important things is they don't have to have that done in order to apply. They have to have that done by graduation. So um, there's, you know, different districts will, um, I, I think the majority of the state will choose the next steps pathway um, for the career plans, career pathway plans, where they'll um, there's a set of three activities in next steps that they need to complete. And because they create portfolios, we're able to match it behind the scenes and we'll know that uh, they completed their career pathway plan. But one of the other options that we gave districts is if their senior project is already aligned to career um, exploration and planning, then we can work with the district to approve their senior project. And then by knowing that they graduated from high school, we know that they completed their career pathway plan. Um, and then we have a third option. There's some districts who use other um, tools and resources for career planning. And so we'll work with them if if that, but we we don't see that there will be that many of those. So mostly in next steps and and uh, either through that or their senior project. Very cool. Yeah, I, my senior project had to do with career exploration. So, so when, when they're already doing that, then let's support it. Let's, you know, make sure that they're, you know, that, that's what we want. We want them to have a, a vision of where they're headed and, you know, career career plans, you know, a plan is something that is like a moment in time, right? What we want is that they're planning. We want them to understand what the process is to, you know, to, to go through that career planning process so that if they get into their program and a semester in or a couple of weeks in, they're like, I do not like this, that they, they know how to pivot. 
And so we referenced that this could be used for something like the engineering program at U of I or some of those technical associate degrees at ISU. There are um, some private partnerships and like apprenticeship programs and stuff this can be used for too, right? Absolutely. So um, we've partnered with all of the joint apprenticeship training centers in the state um, who offer um, electrical, plumbing, HVACs, um, ironworker, other types of apprenticeships, along with the community colleges workforce training centers. So they offer related instruction for many of the apprenticeships as well. And then through efforts um, that the Department of Labor, the Workforce Development Council, um, and career technical education and, and other partners have been building apprenticeships throughout the state. There's other related in, in instruction programs. So we're able to support kids um, entering into apprenticeships um, with helping to offset the cost of that related instruction. Earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that this list of in-demand careers was compiled and you guys selected the careers that had more than 50 openings each year. Can you tell me what were the highest on that list? What what careers are the most in demand in Idaho right now? Yeah, so, you know, the the most in demand, you know, a lot of the there's a number of careers that are the most in demand that don't require a lot of post-secondary training like, you know, retail sales and working in restaurants and in other types of things. But when you kind of get into, you know, those that do require um, post-secondary training, you're really looking at um, healthcare um, fields, um, nursing, truck driving, construction, um, lots of, it, it, there, there's just so much variety. I mean, I think that's one of the, the beautiful things about this program is that it's, you know, it, it it really kind of supports people going into a variety of um, occupations, and it's not just you know limited to to two or three industries. Lots of um, it, you know, but traditionally, I mean, registered nurses, CNAs, um, truck drivers, heavy equipment operators, you know, electricians, plumbers. I mean, all of those you know tend to to always come up close to the top of of those in demand lists. Yeah, several several pages of options. It runs the gamut. Mm-hmm. And so just to kind of timestamp this conversation, the applications are opening right now at the beginning of October. The legislative session feels like a long time ago now, but that was only 6 or 9 months ago that this program was spun up. Can you reference you guys have hired some new staff, but can you tell me just how much of a lift this was for the Workforce Development Council to get this up and running? This has been an incredible lift. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we've really enjoyed it. But um, but yeah, it's been six months since the legislation um, was signed. And we have had to, you know, develop how we were going to accept applications, you know, develop all of the, the training and the resources that, you know, were going to be needed to help our um, school partners, our, all of the, the different community partners that, you know, work with, with high school kids. Um, and so the, you know, building out the application process, um, all of the policies, we've had to develop policies, you know, for, you know, what is an in-demand career? How are we going to, you know, handle, um, you know, the extensions. I mean, that's one of the things that um, if somebody is going on a religious, you know, mission or going into the military or going um, into a structured volunteer service like Peace Corps or AmeriCorps has um, a medical issue, you know, we need to be able to provide an opportunity for them to, uh, to 
be able to delay their grant because one of the most important things about launch is that they have to apply while they're in high school before they graduate. They have to apply. They can't come back a year later and say, well, I was a graduate of the class of 24. They're not eligible any longer. They have to have applied while before they graduate from high school by April 15th so that um, we have them, you know, in the queue and, you know, so students that that are going to do, you know, something like what I mentioned earlier, you know, after high school, they need to apply for an extension with us. So we had to develop policies around that and, you know, just all of the different uh, different things that uh, go into starting up a program. And we're not done yet. Um, you know, this was a big, big milestone. We've been looking at October 3rd as our, you know, kind of first milestone. But the next one comes, you know, when we actually start funding the awards and um, we have, you know, we're um, in the procurement process to um, get a grant management platform because once we fund these accounts, we need to, you know, we're the, the Workforce Development Council believes strongly in transparency and, you know, and, and accountability. And so we want to make sure we have a strong system in place to be able to manage the grants and make, make sure that, you know, we're, we're, doing what we said we would do and and what the the statute tells us that you know we're supposed to do. So that's kind of our our next big hurdle is uh, getting that grant management platform um not only acquired but then implemented um and then going through the awarding process. So, you know, we have, you know, while April 15th is the the absolute deadline, um we are statute requires us to make the um first round of initial awards by December 31st. So we'll be taking applications from right now until November 30th. And then we'll take that pool of applications and we'll put out contingent offers in November or in December to the students that have applied during that window. And then we'll do another window um, sometime in February. We'll take that second round and then April 15th will be the third round. So we'll be doing award announcements um, by December 31st, by March 31st, and by May 31st um, to let students know uh, what what's available. But there'll be contingent awards because they have to graduate. They have to have completed their career plan. We have to validate all of that stuff after they've graduated to be able to finalize their award. Yeah, I think that's a that's a super important detail to emphasize is the students have to do their applications before graduation. And uh, even though those applications opening are a huge milestone for you guys at the Workforce Development Council, there's still a lot on your plate. <laughs> there is, there is, but we're up for it. Well, Wendy, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Is there anything else about Idaho Launch or generally about the Workforce Development Council our listeners should be aware of? Nope, just uh, I, I think the main thing is if you know a, a, a senior in high school, you know, please let them know about the program. Send them to nextsteps.idaho.gov. Uh, they'll, you know, be able to find the launch, you know, information, but also the application very quickly off of the, the website and encourage them to apply. All right. Wendy Sechrist, Executive Director with the Idaho Workforce Development Council. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Thanks, Logan.
presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marcia Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.